Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our Watch Club for She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. She-Hulk by Titania. Hey, Titaniacs. Welcome to Watch Club. My name is Nate, and this is our Watch Club for She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Episode 5, titled Mean, Green, and Straight Poured into These Jeans, directed by Anu Valia. If you're joining us for the first time, this is Watch Club, our weekly review series, kind of like a book club, but way better. Keep in mind, we will be going into full spoilers for this series and the MCU in general, so if you haven't watched this week's episode yet, be sure to do so, and then come right back in a snap. Uh, before we all get in line to cop a couple pairs of Iron Man 3s, let me introduce you to the other Hulksters joining me today. Uh, first up, she motions for the motive to be moved so the case involving the murder of Mephisto won't be considered a malicious malfeasance. She's Megan Mistrial Clara. Wow. Though I highly doubt that Mephisto has been murdered yet. <laughs> I mean, at this point... If they're going to keep teasing me and not reveal him, I'm just going to say he's been murdered. Uh, <laughs> sitting on trial next to her, he's ready to dismiss the deliberation of the deposition given by the defendant of the defenders. He's Darcy the Dank Devil Hudson. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I, I mean, I, I I don't know what to say right now, actually. I know this episode, I'm, I'm, get, I'm ready to talk about it. Let's just say that. <laughs> Okay, all right, okay. Yeah. There's some, you know, there's some interesting things uh, that came up in this episode and some little things that were hidden, um, but I, I definitely feel like this episode was a little bit on the lighter side, but we'll, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. I think, uh, you know, last week, Darcy, I asked you if you, you know, if you had seen a Hulk on Matcher, would you swipe right? Uh, and this week, I want to know from both of you, if you were a Hulk, but you couldn't call yourself the Hulk, because obviously, legal trademark. Um, what is the name you would take on to call yourself? Megan, how about you go first? I went pretty simple here and also tried to sort of rhyme it with my name, but I would call myself the green machine. The green machine. <laughs> okay. okay. I like it. Because I like why? to live green. I'm eco-friendly. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, we should we should have like a an a, a Hulk fighting for the Earth. Yeah, you know, Earth's <laughs> in other ways. Avenger. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. Okay, okay, all right, Darcy. How about yourself? Are you also going green? Uh, I mean, no. I feel like uh, I mean, as a fan of the comics, I, I'm I know that hulking out doesn't necessarily mean you turn green. Uh, oh. If we're talking MCU, I would say with my hair, I'd probably turn to like a, a Sasquatch type thing, the <laughs> Canadian version of the Hulk, which is from the comics. Doctor yeah. Something Linkowski is is the Sasquatch, so I feel like yeah. that probably be where I'd go. Maybe like Bigfoot or something like that, just because I feel like oh, I the hair it. growth, I would just be a walking mop. <laughs> See, I, I I like that idea. I almost want to combine it with the idea I had for you, Darcy, of like maybe you could still be the Bigfoot, but you also just smell like the dankest <laughs> dank. 
weed that's ever existed. And I was doing some some light research, and I, I actually learned there is a strain of weed called the Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. uh, apparently, yeah. which obviously there is. That makes yeah. sense. Oh, yeah. Um, but I could totally see, you know, just like he's like extra green or something. I don't know. He's got a lot of green on him. I don't know. For me, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a bigger dude, and I, I it doesn't phase me, but... Um, I think, you know, becoming a Hulk, I would be even bigger. But I also, as I've mentioned many times on this podcast, I like to kind of be a little extra at times. And when I think no. of the word extra, I think of, oh, re- yeah, you've never heard <laughs> No, <laughs> not you. <laughs> um, I, when I think of, of extra, I think of bulk. And so I was thinking maybe they call me the bulk. I could be, <laughs> I could be the bulk. And, and it kind of works on a few <laughs> different levels. I don't know. I don't know. Off-brand um, Hulk. All right. Bulk. Yeah. <laughs> The bulk. <laughs> I feel like there's. A, I feel like a show has already made that joke before. Like, have they? really? Yeah, oh, I, I, man. I'm pretty sure there's a spoof of the Incredible Hulk called the Incredible Bulk, and I feel like the it was Incredible either The bulk. Simpsons or you know South Park or something like that. Did that <sighs> joke first? You know, you can't have an original idea these days no. because somebody has trademarked it before <laughs> you, uh, and that's kind of what this episode's all about. So grab your drinks and put on a suit because court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Nate presiding. Let's get into the story. This week, we open with an advertisement for She-Hulk by Titania playing on Jen's TV as she's cooking in the kitchen. And I love, by the way, how she's following along uh, on a tutorial on YouTube (laughs) on how to make spaghetti. It's just that's awesome. That's what we all would do. Um, Then on her way to work, she passes by a billboard with the same skincare line uh, while hearing another ad during her law podcast that she's listening to, which uh, is called the Pro Se Podcast, which actually is a real podcast focusing on the world of law, which I probably will never listen to. Um, (laughs) But I'm sure there are some folks who who really enjoy it. Uh, And, and, you know, we see in this opening, she really can't escape Titania, even to the point where her cousin Ched bursts into her house, which she still doesn't have locks on her door. I don't understand. Uh, And he's trying to get her to sign the She-Hulk by Titania products, where she informs him that a woman named Titania trademarked the name. He then sits down and mansplains to a lawyer how how trademarks actually work. And uh, that obviously causes Jen to let out a scream of frustration into a pillow. Uh, And then we cut to the title sequence, which now reads, She-Hulk by Titania. And we hear (laughs) Titania go, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <Which is> just <laughs> amazing. Um, I feel like Madison would be a huge fan oh, yeah. of Titania and and all of her amazing products. Um, so, friends, what did you think of this opening sequence uh, for the episode? Um, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious and like a really great representation of LA. To be completely honest with you, oh, um, yeah. the like yeah. giant billboards, the you know. Uh, pop up at the Grove is hilarious. Um, I love the classic branding, like play a catchy pop song in the background of everything. And I also loved all of her like quotations of I am strong. I am beautiful. I am owning myself. Like literally yeah. just taking the name She-Hulk is so, so funny. So um, I really... I mean, I haven't been able to talk about this show yet, but I love the sarcasm and the type of humor that the show is doing. I really lean into that. Um, so, yeah, every single part of this. And, of course, to end it off with a thank you is, like, my favorite. <laughs> it's so, so horribly just fake. Yeah. Uh, Darcy, what did yeah. you think? 
I mean, I mean, I thought it was a great intro to the uh, the character of Titania because so far all we got was the one scene earlier, and then you know her name being dropped last episode. So this opening definitely sets up the the vanity behind the character of Titania, and again, really nails home that sarcasm and, and like that really true to true to life uh, humor that they're really going for with the show. So yeah, so that was a strong opening. Oh, and it's it's just like you were saying, Megan, like how incredibly fake uh you know that world is and the influencer lifestyle can oh, yeah. be uh and it's just funny because you're right like the ad doesn't say anything like the ad doesn't even say the product like it just it keeps saying she hulk by titania but it nothing about like what it does nope. or anything like it's just i am beauty i am strength and it's just so absolutely ridiculous and i also gotta wonder I, i'm i'm a little uh worried about ched how he's gonna inform all his customers that they're not going to get She-Hulk signatures because, like, obviously he says because he says he's making a killing from all the products, but I don't think she signed anything yet. So, like, those must be pre-orders, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, like, he's going to have to tell all those customers. Oh my gosh! I don't know. Absolutely she's I, incredible. I feel like she's got a soft spot for family. She might end up signing that stuff just to just to Anyways. help him out and be like, "This is the only yeah. time, man." Oh man, <laughs> brutal, brutal. Oh my gosh, and just the fact that he. Yeah, he mansplains. <laughs> oh he my sits God. down so quiet. And Jen, you just have to understand. And I'm just like, Chad, no. There is, yeah, no. There's so many great moments throughout this show so far that hint yeah. at that kind of situation or like what it's like to be a woman in her 30s dating or yeah. just what it's like to be a woman in general walking the streets. Like when she mentions, is it this episode when she says, I can walk on the street without headphones or with, with headphones on yeah, and I feel safe. On. Like yeah. the little social commentary that they do you know, about what it's like to be a woman, I obviously really love in the show. And they yeah. throw the sarcastic, like, humor spin on it. So it's much more relatable and easier to digest, I guess. <laughs> totally. And I mean, I've 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 worked uh, retail, uh, as maybe a few of us have before. And like, anytime you have that one customer that just like, I'm going to explain your job to you yeah. today. And I'm just like, no, you're just don't even try it. Don't even just don't smile even or nod. You can only nod and smile for yeah. so long before yeah, you're like, yeah, okay, no, it. no, I know what I'm doing. Please leave. <laughs> yeah, makes me makes me want to hulk out, you know. But yeah. uh, anyways, let's let's keep going here. Uh, at, now at the at the Titania pop up event, Jen and Nikki walk in with confidence uh, as they see Titania is selling literal snake oil along with beauty serum. Uh, beauty oil and beauty tonic, which I agree sound exactly the same. Um, now, personally, just really quickly here, I, I don't normally uh, partake in beauty oil, serum, or tonic. Um, do, do any of you <laughs> enjoy Darcy, the tonics and the oil? Darcy, do you? Well, I, do, I was okay, just curious. Again, I mentioned I have a lot of hair. It's very curly and it gets okay. frizzy. So I do use some hair oils and hair products to, to maintain that frizz. I okay. try to go, you know, more eco-friendly with that route though, you know, locally sourced from Toronto. So yeah, I, I know I can trust what's behind that product at least, not this but is there, beauty is tonic. There actually, <laughs> is there actually a difference in any of these? I don't know. I mean... I mean you know, I will say from a female standpoint, there are, but I'm the wrong person to ask. I wash my <laughs> face with water and a washcloth, so like I go. don't know <laughs> anything. <laughs> to me, which is the, probably what's inside those bottles. Uh, probably, oh, yeah, it's okay. just water. <laughs> I, I feel like the difference between the bottles is just like the consistency, how thick it is. Like, yeah, it, okay. it only gets thicker with each different name. It's all the same stuff, yeah. just a bit thicker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, well. <laughs> After confronting uh, Titania and, 
you know, then helping a fan take a picture with her, which I just thought was like oh, <laughs> the way Jen, she don't. like stands in front of her, yeah. and, like throws her. Give me some space, please. Thank you. So <laughs> bad. Oh, my gosh. Um, so then Jen and Nikki attempt to work out that, you know, Jen is totally over the name, but she's she's clearly not over it. And she crushes a stapler. Uh, Pug then catches Nikki attempting to buy Titania's products on her website uh, and asks her to help him cop an extra pair of Iron Man 3s, claiming that he has a drip broker. Uh, she then instantly cashes in a return favor uh, and asks him to hook her up with someone who can design custom superhero clothing. Uh, the two travel to a boba place that's secretly a front for a superhero clothing business. Uh, it's also where, by the way, you can find this week's QR code uh, just as they walk through the door. You can find it and claim yourself a free <laughs> She-Hulk comic book. Um, and after accidentally mistaking the boba shop uh, worker as Chinese, uh, they claim they aren't cops. And the man behind the counter takes them into the back where he presents them with knockoff Avengers and Avengers merchandise. So let's, st- <laughs> let's stop there. Darcy, um... I want to know, like, how real is the sneaker game? I know you can sort of connect as, you know, we all can as geeks lining up for things. But also your your brother, Kelly, is a huge sneakerhead. Is this is this how he acts? Is he, does he always cop a pair? What does he say? He, he's got to get one to rock and one to stock. Is that what yeah. Kelly's all about? Kelly isn't so much the rock and stock. He even mentioned uh, or commented on that as you're watching this episode. Uh, <laughs> he said he just he, he gets one pair and then he'll wear it two times a year type thing because he rotates throughout all of everything and has to match his outfits and everything and of stuff. Of course. But uh, he's actually got, a, he's going to a sneaker con coming up in Toronto. I believe it's this weekend. So like there Dope. is a very real and almost similar diehard passion for shoes as there is for these comics and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah I, again, totally relate to that. I personally have never lined up for very long to, to get a collectible. We live in a very brilliant uh, era where a lot of stuff is, is digital drops now. So Right. That's the way I grab my stuff. So I don't really experience a line like my brother would per se. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Megan, how about yourself? I, I, same as Darcy, I think the only line I've ever waited in to experience something nerdy was like a movie lineup to see Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part two. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like I online have pre-ordered something geeky waited six months and then was told it was canceled because they didn't have any stock which was recently and i'm gonna call them out it was a funko uh piplup pop and they were like we don't have any stock anymore i was like cool i pre-ordered this in may i feel like maybe i was somebody who should have gotten one of the first ones i don't know brutal Brutal. yeah no i i completely i completely hear that too and and i I will say, lining up, I think the only lineups that were maybe we've recently experienced as geeks would be at conventions, right? And, yeah. Um, lining up, and especially when we, we went to San Diego Comic-Con and lined up overnight, uh, sleeping on the street, which is probably the geekiest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Um, but it, it all worked out. We got into Hall H. But I think for, for me, I, I can relate to the whole aspect of... Um, of one to rock and one to stock with Pokemon cards where, you know, we've been seeing more and more that sealed product can, you know, usually yield a a higher return on investment than open product um, just because people don't know what's in there. And then it, you know, it ages and it gets more in value. So I think I can relate there a little bit, maybe, you know, I've definitely been tempted to like look at certain collectibles and just be like, do I need two of those (laughs) in my life? Do I need to? Um, 
but I also wanted to kind of shout out that I really do hope that Marvel and Disney decide to sell Avengers t-shirts <laughs> um, because I think it's pretty hilarious that even in the MCU they have counterfeit merchandise, which, by the way, I want to blow both of your minds right now, okay? Last week, we uh, we talked about the fact that, uh, you know, while Jen is swiping through Matcher, she sees a guy in a ship captain outfit uh, with a cat, and his name, that guy's name is Truck Torrance, who the lead, ri- the lead writer for this series, Jessica Gao, who we've had a chance to interview, um, that is her partner, uh, and also her cat named Admiral. Uh, and, okay, so what if I told you that every time you hashtag something on Twitter that's Marvel or Star Wars related, or every sticker you've ever used that's Marvel or Star Wars related in Instagram on your stories, what if I told you that all those kawaii little characters were designed by Truck Torrance, which is super dope to finally get a face that's to all amazing. those little stickers that we've, right, we've all used. They, I've seen over it everywhere, and over again. yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, I was going to um, say they use them yeah. in this like off-brand this merchandise. Episode. I was like, oh my God, those look like the little like animated stickers yeah. I use. And that's crazy. <laughs> it's so freaking dope. And I love, I love it because it's just like, what a way to sort of like, I don't know, like bring in these, these, this iconic sort of, well, at least now it's iconic look and also really make it just connect so much more to our universe for those who use Instagram and see those little characters all the time. I think you can even get them as like sticker packs for iOS messages. Um, but the, but Truck Torrance, um, and Darcy, you might know this, uh, this, his moniker, which is 100% soft. Is oh, the name actually, of yeah. his moniker, and he is the I, artist behind that, and he's he's got like a very famous like dumpster fire little character that yeah, he draws. Yeah, I collect the dumpster yeah. fire stuff, and then, so <laughs> now I know I have a face to the uh, face to the name now. That's great. <laughs> it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. And so yeah, I really want some Avengers and some Avengers merchandise, please, Marvel. Um, I really definitely want that. Last thing I want to shout out just really quickly um, in the credits, we do see Pug showing Nikki his sneaker collection, and I don't know if you. If you watch through the credits but you see like he's holding the iron man threes but then we also see some like you know uh spider-man ones dr strange ones captain america ones deadpool shoes and Ooh. cyclops shoes which this show just keeps wanting to tell us that <laughs> x-men exist in this universe uh, i don't know if those are canon or not i, I want to think they are I'm becoming more and more convinced that Hulks in this universe are mutants, and that's why they can, you know, metabolize Gamma into this Hulk form. So, like, the, again, every mutant drop in this show just makes me reinforce that fact, and I hope we're getting mutants sooner than we think. So dope. So dope. I just also, Marvel, just released all those shoes as well. Every single <laughs> yeah. pair. Come on. Oh, they'll make Kelly, millions off that. Uh, Kelly has, uh, has spent money on uh, a custom pair of LeBrons uh, that were painted up by a, a very famous shoe artist to be more Iron Man, you know, I think it was like the Mark III armor where it was very red and gold and stuff. So, That's so Kelly has Kelly would definitely buy, you know, legitimate Iron Man 3s if they were a real thing. He <laughs> loves his Iron Man. Yeah, and I would probably buy a pair to rock and a pair to stock. So, uh, again, Disney, if you're listening, obviously you don't need more of my money, but you'll get it. They'll take uh, it. Okay, yeah. so so after donning some Avengers gear, Pug and Nikki managed to get a meeting with this uh, superhero designer, clothing designer. Uh, meanwhile, Jen is in a meeting with her boss, Mr. Holloway, where he informs her he's assigning Mallory Book to be her attorney uh, for the Titania dispute. 
Uh, during the court session, Judge Early decides that after two opposing accounts of video evidence, that the trial will recess until Thursday. Then, back at the secret designer studio, Nikki and Jen meet superhero designer Luke Jacobson, who, after a little bit of convincing, decides to take on the challenge of creating outfits for Jen that could transition not from fall to summer, but from She-Hulk to, Je to Jen, uh, and then back again. So... You know, then we, we see Nikki reminds him, you know, he's never done a Hulk before. So this is a really big opportunity. So let's pause there. I know my eyes were darting all over the place in this studio to be like, where are all the other costumes? Where are all the other superhero Easter eggs? Um, and there were two right in front of our faces. I wanted to ask either of you if you caught anything in this scene. Did anything leap out at you? Well, I'll say I love that Marvel now has their very own Edna mode. <laughs> so no capes Absolutely. for anyone. Yeah, um, 100%. But the only thing that popped out to me was this little black hat with horns on it. I don't know anything about what that would mean, but that was the only thing that felt like strange to be in that room. Everything else sort of I didn't notice until like my third watch through. When you say black hat with horns, can you? I didn't see it. Can you describe? Oh. Like it's just like a. Is it like a top hat or? It's, no, it was very maleficent. Like yeah. headpiece, where it was like oh. a, a bedazzled like cap with two like small horns peeking out the front. Yeah, like I noticed so that. Sort of reminded me of Hela. But... No, I knew, I didn't Mephisto want to bring it up. Wear... Oh, I you think maybe Mephisto? You think Mephisto would wear a hat like that? <laughs> okay, no. What I saw. Uh, <laughs> I, I rewatched it, uh, this scene in particular, again to get a better look at it. And I'm, I think it was like a black suit of armor. And I'm wondering if he's designing a more modern take for uh, the Black Knight, Kit Harrington's character in the Ooh. MCU. Because that was the only thing that jumped out at me in, in the both times he visited his design studio. So, yeah. That's, that's the one like, that he kind of fondles, right? He kind yes, of he strokes the it. chest of it. And I'm like, that's the only yeah. person who wears a suit of armor like that is the Black Knight. So I'm wondering if that's going to be where he, he gets it from. Okay, okay. Well, I, listen, I caught two, as I mentioned, um, nothing in the, well, a little bit in the background. There is a character named Frogman that we've seen in the trailers. Um, and in this series, uh, by the way, confirmed to be called Leapfrog, um, played by Brandon Stanley. And Brandon Stanley can be seen with a, a fresh new outfit walking past Jen and Nikki out of the studio uh, and kind of looks lost after doing so. But, you know, it's that's kind of a tougher one to catch because he's not really other than trailers. And if you know the act, you kind of got to do a bit of digging. But clearly he's got an outfit that's most likely water resistant and flexible, um, which are some of the traits that uh, that, you know, Luke mentions. But. You know, everyone is looking at Luke as, as you said, Megan, the Edna mode of the MCU. And that's, a, I think that's so fantastic. I saw on Twitter, someone was like, we got an Edna mode variant in, uh, <laughs> in the MCU. And I'm like, I love that. I love that so much. Uh, and I would be totally fine if, if Marvel straight up said it absolutely is an Edna mode variant. Yeah. But um, supposedly, it's actually the deepest cut we've ever seen on a Marvel live action series according to polygon.com luke jacobson is a deep cut character from a comic series that debuted in 1986 called dakota north who uh dakota north wasn't even originally part of the marvel comics universe but after her own series she was a supporting character for luke cage 
Daredevil and Captain Marvel. Uh, she was an employee of the International Private Security Agency specializing in cases of malfeasance within the fashion industry, which is a worse name than S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, before all of that, she had her own series and there was a character that she had to work a case with um, whose name was Luke Jacobson, who was a fashion designer who kind of looked like a knockoff Fabio with like blonde hair and apparently was always pining after Dakota and but like he was also originally written to be gay um, and originally the writer of the series Martha Tomasis wanted to emphasize the character as gay and also HIV positive because he was inspired by her friend David Freelander who had died of AIDS in 1987 but she was told by Marvel editor Larry Hama that uh, that wasn't why people read comics and I think it's interesting with this series how much they're going against that kind of thinking uh, and how much the writers are really um, kind of, I think, doing the, the right thing, right? They're, they're creating these stories that need to be told. And so I, I don't know how much further we're going to go into the character of Luke Jacobson <laughs> in this series, <laughs> but if this truly is a deep cut reference to that character, I think that's pretty dope. And I, I think it's cool how they, they seem to be coming closer to the vision of the original character that uh, that was intended. So anyways, that's a long spiel on, on a really, really <laughs> deep cut. But I thought it would be, I thought it was worth mentioning just because again, how this series is, is written and we've kind of already talked about the representation that the series gives. All right. Now, in the next scene, we see Todd, the super creepy guy that Jen went on a date with. Uh, he's at GLK and H informing She-Hulk and Nikki that he just had a meeting with his favorite. And I'm using this in quotes here. I'm not actually saying this lady lawyer. Um, she was so <laughs> gross. She's like, don't touch me. Um, and so he's he's hired Mallory Book. Um, and he mentions that, hey, you know, they should connect sometime. And Jen just agrees to get out of that awkward situation. Um, which I'm sure is very relatable for, for a lot of people to be like, oh, yeah, okay, sure, uh-huh. Uh, during lunch, Jen realizes she went on many dates with dumb men uh, who she can use as witnesses um, that, you know, she did use the moniker She-Hulk many times prior to Titania's trademark. Uh, we then see all the men testify in a series of pretty embarrassing reveals during the case, which, while pretty demoralizing for Jen, allows Mallory to secure the win for the trial, and the judge rules that Jennifer Walters now owns the name She-Hulk, uh, and that all Titania's current products on the market must be recalled. Uh, which is going to be great for Ched, if you think <laughs> about it, because now... Dude, like he's got limited, you know, recalled product. Dude, it's going to make a make a lot of money, which is fantastic. Um, Titania tells Jen, this isn't over, hater, as she storms out of the courtroom. Uh, and then Jen asks Mallory if she wants to get drinks to celebrate. And Mallory agrees. Uh, and then at the bar, after connecting with Mallory over the struggles of finding a decent person to date in their 30s, uh, she accidentally calls Mallory her friend, which causes Mallory to smile, but then retort back with, I thought you were getting better clothes. So before we continue, um, now that we've seen this Todd guy, not only in the, you know in the previously on, but now he's a named character uh, who he's got to have money if he can afford Mallory Book, who seems to be like absolutely next level at her job. Like she seems to be such a good lawyer, even the way she's composed and she carries herself uh, even better than Jen. And and uh, I just he's got to be related to our villain, right? Like that's got to be. He's got to be a, a bad guy. Like, why would they keep bringing him up and name him Todd and everything? What do you think? 
Darcy, I'm going to throw this to you because I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, well, I, just, I mean, I'm going to drop it because I have no idea either. I mean, <laughs> like, I maybe, oh, but maybe we're looking too much into it. Maybe he, Todd is the Mephisto of She-Hulk where you think he's a bad guy, but he's just really, really creepy. And that's all it is. Listen, Darcy, uh, I'm going to sue you right now if you claim to be the person that talks about Mephisto on this podcast, okay? I think okay. I have the exclusive rights to Mephisto discussions, but no, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he might be related to the leader if we are going to see confirmation for that, because uh, we do know that um, the leader will be returning at some point in the future. So maybe this is our first inkling and this is a henchman for him or something, I'd... I don't. I don't really know, and it's uh, again. Time will tell. <laughs> yeah, we we got confirmation at D twenty three that um, in Captain America: New World Order, uh, Tim Blake is returning as the leader, and I think that's going to be the case. I think Todd is going to be working for him. I think the leader is maybe bankrolling Todd, and and that's why he has so much money. And like when you have that much money, but like usually when you have that much money, you're not going to be like I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of people that have that much money aren't going to show off that much, whereas Todd seems very, like, cocky about it, and he's, like, got the straw, and he's sipping it, and he's got the suit and the glasses, and I feel like he's really trying to be, like, a Tony Stark alike, right? So I kind of feel like maybe he's just, he's, you know, working for him, and then if you go back to the episode with the Wrecking Crew, there's a character that does stab her with the, like, to extract her blood, Mm-hmm. He's the only one wearing a mask. And I, I kind of went back and listened to his voice. And I was like, that sounds and looks a lot like Todd now that I've heard his voice a lot more. So I think that might be him. I don't know. He's I'm a pretty good sure. actor if he can fight that well, but is also that much of a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like a good actor in the actual, like in, in the universe of Shield. The character. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then. Like, I don't know. I think um, I think this sequence as well, I just want to kind of call out, like, Jen gets pretty, like, sort of hit pretty hard, you know, when the hunky doctor is just like, yeah, I was really into She-Hulk, but then, like, not into Jen at all. And clearly this series is struggling with, you know, that change in identity for her. And, and I think this episode only further emphasizes that. Um, and I think she'll eventually come to realize that you know, she is She-Hulk and that Jen is also just as important. Um, and I'm wondering if that's kind of where they're they're going with this idea where maybe it's going to turn out that something that Jen can do that She-Hulk can't do is going to be maybe the ultimate solve uh, for whatever happens in this series, if that eventually ever happens. Um, anyways, let's get to the final scene here, which we get a glimpse of something we've been dying to see in this series. Uh, and I actually, I do want to save that for our prediction segment. So let's get into that right now, which uh, we call my closing statement, Your Honor, is. Uh, so at the end of the episode, Jen turns to the camera, breaking the fourth wall. Uh, you know, she's reminded, oh, yeah, new clothes. She gets super stoked. And we see her visit with Luke as she excitedly tries on a few outfits that uh, he's made for her. He says he's made a bunch of outfits, but, you know, he says that he made her a little something extra. Uh, Luke then walks over to a hat box as he exclaims, Tinsley, does client confidentiality mean nothing to you? As we see, he covers up a golden daredevil mask. So I wanted to ask uh, both of you, what do you think this something extra outfit was? And why do you think daredevil is getting a new suit? 
I know nothing about the daredevil part of it. I actually oh, oh, sorry, first... Megan. Megan, I apologize. Please, if you could uh, start I'm with so my closing statement, Your Honor, is thank you. I'm so sorry. My closing statement, Your Honor, is I don't know anything about the daredevil. I actually thought it was a Loki helmet. <laughs> The first first moment I was like, oh, I think that was Loki. And then we rewound it. And then you can see like the facial covering and sort of the indents and the etching and stuff on the helmet is very much Daredevil. Um, My only thought about that would be like maybe he's a part of a new group or something. I don't know. But I don't know anything about the comics on him. Um, For She-Hulk's new outfit. It's got to be her super suit, right? I, d- I don't know what else it could possibly be. Like, it's going to be a really cool new live action Marvel purple with the silver sort of. Right. They outfit. always they always like have the new suit. Yeah. At some point in this in these series, right? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, my closing statement, Your Honor, is totally in agreement with Meg on that first part with that it is her, her super suit and I think we already got a look at it maybe uh, in that uh, Avengers ride uh, promo art we see She-Hulk jumping in and she's wearing the skin tight purple with the silver accent so I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was our first peek at it and we'll maybe see the live action realization going forward because I mean a lot of that was drawing inspiration from the cinematic universe obviously so I wouldn't be surprised about that on the dare to- uh, devil topic uh, I mean this might be confirmation that what happens in the uh, the Netflix universe uh, uh, for Marvel and stuff like that is going to be canonized to an extent because at the end of season three, uh, we had bulls that universe's bullseye going on a rampage wearing Daredevil's suit, uh, and he resorted to fighting in his original homemade suit at the end of that because of the the negative connotations with assaulting police officers and stuff like that attached to his red suit. So I think this golden red suit is going to be something that he is making with the intention of uh, honoring his father, whose colors in the boxing ring were red and gold. I believe his robe was like that. And in the comics, Mm. he originally used parts of that robe in his yellow and red handmade suit. So I feel like that might be a nod towards, uh, again, him starting a new life. Maybe he's moving out west after what happened uh, in New York because of what was tainted with Daredevil's name. So, I mean, that's my take, at least. (laughs) Interesting, interesting. My closing statement, Your Honor, uh, is that I uh, very much agree with my previous two uh, representatives. I don't know where to go with that. Um, uh, but I, I definitely agree with you guys. I think it's 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 interesting um, with the little something extra. I, I'm I'm I kind of feel like the trailer already showed us this. Um, which actually was in there's like a moment where she steps out of a car at like a red carpet event and she, it's like a silver dress right and and because there's a moment like r- really quickly it sort of cuts away from but she's like I don't know if I'll have an occasion to and then Luke interrupts her right so I'm wondering if like if she's like oh I don't wear you know these fancy dresses I don't know why I would ever need one I'm kind of hoping that it's more of a bait and switch and that it's for some reason it's made out of like threaded vibranium, kind of like yeah. a like a like Frodo's like mithril, you know, shirt that he wears. <laughs> like, but the entire dress is vibranium. Like, I think Why that would, would be Hulk sick. Why would that though? I'm it's just her I don't, skin is tough I'm, enough it, as it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know. I feel I feel like Luke would see that as a waste of resources. Maybe He's very maybe. Ta- much tailoring to each of the superheroes, and the Hulks are indestructible. So you kind of don't true. need 
that much. Okay, armor. well, it's made out of something. It's made out of something special. The stretchy, the stretchy fabric. Um, he said the stretchy, stretchy fabric. fabric. <laughs> Or it could be a, a um, fancy dress that turns into her super suit or something. Oh, yeah. Maybe some right nanotech. Yeah. Yeah. Nanotech Ooh. stuff. I'd be on board for that. That'd be cool. Well, <laughs> it's just because Luke Luke says, like, I don't make anything basic. And I'm not saying that dress looks basic. It looks fantastic on her in the trailer. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, he doesn't make things that aren't more than what they Useful. seem. So I think, I think yeah. yeah, I think that it's going to have... An additional use. As for Daredevil's uh, new outfit, you're absolutely on the money there, Darcy. I, I definitely think he, you know, it, it is interesting, though, because I think Charlie Cox was saying in interviews, like, it doesn't carry the canon of the old one. But I'm also wondering if that's like Marvel saying, like, hey, don't, 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 or, you know, that's the direction they're giving him to say uh, is kind of keep this under wraps. Don't say that it connects at all. Um, say that it's brand new. And it's so, like, hey, I, Andrew as... Garfield, don't tell anybody that you're in <laughs> Spider-Man, <Yeah>. okay? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hey, Tom Holland, shut your mouth. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, but no, I think I definitely agree with you. I think, though, the other thing that I was kind of thinking about, like the gold color in it, I don't know, California, like maybe this is like, his California suit, his Golden State <laughs> Golden suit. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I just think it's it's going to be a lot of fun to see him. I think Charlie Cox has said Daredevil is going to be a little less serious, uh, and so the fact that he's even working with a fashion designer in the first place already starts to kind of emphasize that he's not, you know, he's not going to, I don't know, some some super sad person making his costume. It's 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 Luke Jacobson. So, um, I did like the idea that he is rebranding um, because of what you said was going on in, in New York. And so like, this is his sort of change of pace, but I also kind of like the idea that maybe he's looking for uh, someone to represent him in a case that he can maybe do wh what Titania is kind of doing and saying, Hey, he's, he's, you know, really ruining the imagery of, of daredevil. Um, again, I think I brought that, that point up in a previous watch club uh, and you guys pointed out, well, wouldn't that guy be in New York? And then could she represent him mm -hmm. outside of? But outside I don't know. State, I don't know how yeah. law works. Well, he's okay, also I don't a listen to too, the though, podcasts. Right? What's that? He's also a lawyer as well, mm -hmm. isn't he? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he would he be allowed to represent himself again? I don't know how law works, Darcy. You I, know how law works. You, you can represent yourself, I think, unless it's I, not unless a good like idea. A, but I don't think oh, there okay. is. Like I don't. <laughs> there's no precedent against it. I mean, but I think it's better to have someone else speak for you in those situations. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I, I hope they answer why he's on the West Coast. Like again, if it's him yeah. getting away from New York because of what happened, I'm just leave it at that. Don't even say what happened in New York. Just let my head cannon explain the rest of it. Sure. So. Or yeah. is somebody else picking up this helmet for him? Oh. Ooh. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, with that <laughs> juicy note, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, Megan, don't worry about that. Don't even don't put, you know. Yeah, Megan. Totally. I know yeah. what you're thinking. Uh, <laughs> Justin will fix all that in editing. Uh, all right. So uh, I think it's about time we give our overall impressions of the episode and our score, which we're going to be rating on a scale of one to five samples of Snake Venom Lip Pumper. Okay. I mean, after the last episode, which I thought did so, so much for the story and with the humor, everything was on point. This one did kind of feel a bit weaker in that not a mm -hmm. lot really happened to this this trial with titania was a very quick one and done thing and i thought it would be yeah. maybe more drawn out over one or two episodes so uh, that was a bit disappointing to see and also the fact that we didn't even get a nice reveal of her her new suit whether it's a super suit whether it's her business suit or if it's a dress like there was no reveal at the end was very disappointing uh, as well as that helmet reveal i mean we already knew he was going to be in the show 
why can't we just get the full-on confirmation of Charlie Cox picking up the helmet? That would have been right. way more impactful to me if he knocks on the door and Luke quickly runs the helmet over. Then you get both the helmet and Charlie Cox appearing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, everything else was still on point. The humor is great. I just feel like the story kind of fell by the wayside for this episode. So mm-hmm. I'll be giving this one four out of five samples of snake venom lip pumper. Plumper. Damn it. I said pumper. Dang it. So close. <laughs> I, think I, I think I kept saying pumper as well. It is plumper, I think, plumper. right? Yeah. Uh, they okay. pumps the lips. <laughs> right. You want your lips to be plump, of course. Uh, Megan, how about yourself? <laughs> well, I enjoyed this episode a lot, but I completely agree with Darcy. It just didn't hold me the way that the previous episodes have. It even though still had the humor as the previous episodes did, it wasn't as amplified amplified as the other ones. So, um, you know, there were moments that I really loved and then moments that I didn't really get, like the whole thing with Pug and the sneakers and the way he was talking to, um, <laughs> is her name Nikki? Nikki, yeah. Yeah, the way he's talking to her, I was like, I feel like I'm a millennial listening to Gen Z kids and I have no idea what they're talking right, about. Right, when these people look older than you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I was, that sort of threw me off and... um all that but I obviously really agree I think the daredevil thing could have been a bigger reveal even though it was a cool reveal um anyway all in all love the humor love the sarcasm I'm excited for the series to sort of get going again for the next uh however many episodes are left so um I'm gonna actually give this a 3.5 out of 5 samples of snake venom lip Plumper. 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 Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Shout out to her. She is awesome, too. That was a highlight for me, was the character of Titania. Kudos yeah. to Jamila Jamil. Oh, I love, love it. Her. I, I want more of her. And that's exactly it, Darcy. I want more of her. And I, I felt like <laughs> even though this episode focused on her, we could have gotten more. I think this episode continues uh, a similar level of comedy from last week, but it also dials back the action from last week as well. And I... I, I did really dig the the balance that we got last week that is kind of not really here. Um, you know, we, we still haven't really established who the antagonist is, uh, and we're kind of halfway through this this season or this series so far. Um, and this felt very similar to episode two for me, which has a very similar running time as well, um, where it kind of just felt like half an episode because... You know, this it had a lot of fun nods. It did make me laugh more. I think it's a slightly um, better episode than episode two. I think it's a little bit funnier, but I just I don't know. I I, I enjoyed how it 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 you know it deals with Jen struggling with her own identity. I think the emphasis on that is very clear in this episode, and it it does a really good job with that. But I just want the series to move a little bit faster. Uh, and this episode just kind of gave us stuff that we already knew, right? Even with Titania back, there just wasn't that much conflict. We got like a a really quick, you know, setup from last week. And then we got a really quick, you know, albeit awkward resolution for Jen. But it was such, it felt like such an easy win to your point, Darcy. I thought they were going to maybe stretch out this conflict and this this situation a little, a little bit more. Um, which has me hopeful, but also a little bit worried with the amount of time that they have left with, I think, only, well, it's nine episodes in total, right? So they, they don't have too much time to, to really get going. Um, so hopefully, hopefully it means we'll get more Titania 
throughout the rest of the series, we did hear her say like, you know, whatever hater or like you're, you're, this isn't isn't over. Yeah. Oh, this isn't over hater. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I need to make sure I get my Titania quotes. Correct. Otherwise her followers are going to be all over us. It's going to be canceled. Canceled a hundred percent. So yeah. So I just, no one in this series has yet to show me why they're a threat to Jen. And that I feel like is what's missing so far. Um, But again, the writing is so incredible and the comedy is just so much so so much fun and and really does a good job of just fleshing out the comedic aspects of the MCU um, and also gives us these fun little tiny nods to things like Cyclops shoes and 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 little things like that so um, I'm gonna give this episode three and a half out of five samples of snake venom lip plumper all right. Well, that is it for this week's episode of Watch Club for Marvel's She-Hulk Attorney at Law. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts or your predictions on the shows we cover in Watch Club, well, I'm going to go ahead and Hulk Hulk slap you over to <laughs> Megan. <laughs> this is I've been using this one every week with Kevin, so it hasn't been as weird. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Hulk slap you. <laughs> over to Megan uh, to let you know how you can reach us. Uh, they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or if someone else hasn't already tried to copyright it, oh. you can also reach us on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Yeah, there's no original ideas. Careful what you tweet, everyone, because you might get sued by an influencer. It's It's going to happen. <laughs> Keep in mind, we have a ton of other episodes covering the latest and greatest shows and movies out now, as well as a lot of our, we've got a ton of interviews right now um, with, you know, I got, I got to interview Mater himself, Daniel Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy, uh, and um, and he was so lovely to talk to and just a really lovely conversation about cars on the road and traveling and different things like that. So check that out. We also have an interview with uh, Pinocchio's composer, Alan Silvestri, and songwriter Glenn Ballard, um, where Justin got to talk to him about, you know, creating Disney music um i also got to interview barbarian director zach Krager. Uh, we talk about all the spooky spooky stuff that happens uh in in that movie uh spoiler free of course so you can definitely check out the the interview if you haven't seen the movie yet even though megan will you'll never watch barbarian will you Oh, it's on the top of my list of things I will never watch. (laughs) Oh, there we go. There we go. Um, And we also have uh, interviews with um, both the lead writer of this series, Jessica Gao, as I've mentioned, uh, as well as one of the directors for this series, Kat Koiro, where Justin got to sit down with them and talk about kind of all the different influences and and ways that they brought themselves into this series that we're talking about. So go check out all those interviews, uh, both here on podcast services, as well as on YouTube at youtube.com slash geek centric if you're enjoying this watch club guess what we've got another one coming real soon uh for andor uh which is the new star wars live action series uh and we also have some interviews from some of the cast members of andor coming up real soon um so definitely stay tuned to uh to hear and and see more of that uh also if that's not enough for you we recently got back from fan expo as press for the first time we dropped an episode of this week in geek where we gave our thoughts on the experience and we also have six interviews with various canadian artists and geeky brands uh who make some really awesome stuff that we all bought um on our youtube channel so definitely check that out as well um yeah go give all those episodes a five-star review if you don't mind darcy megan thank you so much for joining me for this watch club and as we say 
Hulk Smash. Thank you.